Everything has a resurgence. <laughs> Sorry. Shut up over there. I'm going to make fun of you for your twister. That's the original twister you should have been scared of. Yeah, we had open a place with munchkins. Welcome to Polite Conversation. I'm Kayla. I'm Amanda. And I'm Wes. This is the podcast where anything goes. And everything falls apart. <laughs> And welcome to Polite Conversation. I'm here with Kayla and Amanda, and I'm Wes, and we're live. Here we go. So we were talking. I just want to get right into it because I think it's really interesting. And I always said, I said, stop the conversation, turn on the microphones, <laughs> um, because we were talking about true crime docs, like what we like to watch, and true crime documentaries got brought up. Amanda said that was her favorite thing to watch, that she watched a lot of them, and I said that I have a maybe unpopular opinion about them, although I still I dabble. I'm not going to say I don't watch them, but mm-hmm. I wanted, you said you also had an interesting opinion, so I think that'd be kind of fun to delve into today. Yeah. Yeah. You have an opinion at all, Wes? I'm a forensic files guy, like the originals. Yeah. All the ones that were filmed in the yeah, 80s are, that they show are, on loop. I swear to God, I'm just like, just zoom, zone in, zone out, paint a painting, listen to true crime. Yeah. So what are your favorite oh God. true crime? Is it podcast you listen to or is it a little bit of everything? A little bit of everything. Mostly um, Bailey Sarian. If I had to pick, an, uh, my number one thing is she's accessible, has a lot of videos. It has to do with makeup, which everybody knows I'm like all about beauty. I don't wear a lot of makeup, but I like watching people put it on. Anyway, beside the point, Bailey Sarian is one of my favorites. I like... Cold Case Files. Um, I think it stems from, as a child, I watched Unsolved Mysteries with my mom and my grandma a lot. Oh, I love it. Oh. That that I like. Yeah. I like an open-ended, like, yeah. I don't I don't want to know the answer, which is like... Yeah, Unsolved Mysteries was the opposite. big, big. Um, and then they just brought it back on Netflix, they, by the way. And there's podcasts. Uh-huh. And so, that. Um, First 48, Forensic Files. Oh, yeah. First 48, Forensic Files, and then we can go into the docs. I can tell you just about anything about any serial killer. See, I I, I'm, I watch it because just like I don't know what it is that fascinates us by it or like makes it entertaining. I mean, it's a story, mm-hmm. I, you know. People have written about fake instances of these things happening. I mean, you know, so this just happens to be real. But, you know, serial killers just do not, it's just not, I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. Never have been. I don't know. I like a more open-ended, like, they got into their car and drove away, and they were never seen again. And I'm like, but how? That can't be true. Like, you know, and then, like, you know, that's fun to spiral on. But uh, that's more my, my speed. So have you ever looked into the D.B. Cooper history with, where he just jumped out of the plane yeah, and he's gone? it is boring. It's like, man. Yeah, see, I'm bored by that. Stole money and left. It's open-ended, like you no said. No one died. Yeah, but this that one's been running the ground, you know? Mm-hmm. True. So, so. True. Do you want to see my? You want to hear my theory? Yeah. Okay. You, you brace yourself for this one. This is your theory on why people like it. Yes. Okay. This is my no. It is scientifically proven that more women, women in general, watch these things. Women. Anyway, it's more. It's, it's seriously, women watch these murder mysteries, these documentaries, more than men do. And I think if you if you go back to like cave men, cave women, whatever, instinct. I think women watch it 
because they have to prep their mind on what to do if they're ever in a situation similar to these things. I watch it and I find myself thinking, and it, it's natural, I really do believe this, and it's it's a morbid thought, and they are morbid things. Um, yes, I have them, Bubble Girl has them. What would I do if someone forced me in a van? Through a contraption on my head and I couldn't see where I was going and they were raping me. What cry. would I do? Cry. I'm just, I mean, but, yes. but seriously, really, I don't but know. But seriously, do. on some inner level, just like women nest when they're pregnant and they have to nest their house and they have to make it perfect and pretty and clean for their baby and it's like a, an instinct thing. People actually call it nesting and that's what they're doing. I think it's a instinctual thing for a female to be fascinated by death, murder, and these situations because we have to prep ourselves. We don't have upper body strength like men do. We have lower body strength because we were made for birthing. So what are we going to do? How am I going to fight a man off of me? I'm going to kick the shit out of him. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. It's it's a instinctual thing. Women are not going to stand up to a guy as big as Jason Momoa and just like punch the shit out of him. No, we're going to kick him in the nuts and run. It's a survival instinct. I think that's interesting and... Yeah, I mean, it makes sense to me. Yeah, and number one, I mean, you make as much noise and you just be an absolute beast mm-hmm. when it happens. I mean, you, and I say when, if. Yes, but you, you but that's, <laughs> this, is, this, is, but this is why women, like men always say, oh, oh, women watch this, women watch this. Um, this is why women watch this. You sitting here telling me what to do does nothing for me. Do you know but why? Because you are strong enough to fight someone off of you. Have you seen I am watch? not. You you are strong. But he's also just like he's just. Although you can be, I think you are in tune to like more than other men. Right. You are in tune to like yeah. You know the world's not so evenly yoked between men yeah. and women, and mm-hmm. you're sensitive to that. But yet there's still a part of you that really can't understand like oh, yeah. what we're saying, like the things that I do out of like self preservation that yeah. are kind of silly. Like I won't hardly ever have two headphones in just mm-hmm. one so yes. like these like yes. these like over the ear headphones if i'm sitting somewhere like at a desk or something in an office yeah sure mm-hmm. i would never put these on my head and go on a run shit no oh hell no i don't in my house vacuuming i lock all the doors like no one's gonna bother me i mean like i mean they could but you know and i have one headphone in i don't ever put two it's just like one of those things if i have to leave a building and go to a car before I leave the building, I always have my car key in my hand. See, I don't do that. I probably should. For two reasons. And actually, I used to do this when I lived alone. You take your house keys and you put them in between each of your fingers. And then you have your car key in between your thumb and your pointer. So you can easily get in your car and still keep those. Because if they try to get you, they're going to get you when you're trying to get in your car. So you just turn around and swing. And those car keys are going to puncture something. Like, I'm aware, but I think that's, like, one of my benefits of not being a super approachable person. Yeah. Or I feel like I'm not. Or I give off the vibe of, like, don't. Just don't. You know, I think that is mm-hmm. to my advantage in that regard. I probably should be a bit more aware when I'm... I, I just don't... I don't, like, put myself in positions, like, if I've got to go to Walmart or something, like, and it's late, I just... And it's dark, I'm just not going. Right. It just... It can wait, you know. And I'm sure there's other things I'm not thinking of at the moment that I do that I don't think about it. And you probably do that you don't think about it, you know? Right. And it sucks, too, because I know where y'all are coming from as far as... I think it's it's shitty, honestly, that y'all have to always live... I don't want to say y'all live in fear of the inevitable. No. But you're always prepared. I mean... 
But that's just the way the female mind works. Not to take anything away from either one of y'all, but I do relatively the same thing. A lot of times I'll throw my headphones in and I won't have any music on because people like to look at the ones who they think aren't paying attention. If I've got my headphones in, I look distracted. I can tell you everything that's going on around me. And that's 100% truth. Because I'm a people watcher. You can ask her anytime we've gone to Walmart. I'll catch something out of the corner of my eye, and I will watch like any kind of suspicious activity. How many times have I pointed out to you, babe? I got stealing something, and not five minutes later, he darts for the door, and I'm like, "Told you." Where does that come from? Because I just one thing about me, and I'm probably like exposing all of my fatal flaws, like <laughs> making myself a target. Honestly, being, but I don't pay attention, and I'm not nosy. Like I just am not. Honestly, it comes from being bullied in high school. We can go back to that. Yeah, we can, yeah. <laughs> doesn't doesn't everything go back to that? Yeah. See, right. I wasn't bullied in high school, but I had, a, I had a big fight with my sister, so that's why I wasn't bullied. My sister and I were in a fight with two other people on a school bus that lasted like 10 minutes, and so no one ever messed with me ever again hmm. type thing. So I think that's why I wasn't bullied in high school, because I had, I mean, there was opportunity. I gave people opportunity, because again, I'm bubbles and rainbows, and I always have been, always will be. And I had recognized this about myself, and I know I'm not most people's cup of tea. Like I'm not a lot of people's cup of tea. Like it's, it's some people just find me annoying, or what's it called? Well, I don't think that. Fine boy. I don't think. Uh, I can't imagine people. I mean, I, I've not saying your your experience isn't relevant or valid. I just mm. I can't imagine that. You don't give me that vibe. You're yeah. Annoying. But I mean, like I get it. I'm not I'm not everybody's cup of tea because I am outgoing and loud and boisterous and opinionated and all of these things but so I never was bullied but I'm the fourth child of a five-person household so I was I don't want to say bullied by my brothers and sisters you were picked on yeah but I was I was the fourth child I was picked on and my baby brother's nine years younger than me so I was the baby for a very long time before he came along so like you know I got the brunt of a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. so I got used to paying attention to what was going around people who have multiple siblings do that he had multiple siblings and he was the youngest he and I have reiterated to each other multiple times we would sit back and we would watch what our older siblings did and what got them in trouble and we would go the complete opposite direction with it. And this was just an instinct. Like, I, I remember being five years old and watching my sister take something out of the refrigerator. My mom getting on to her about it and, like, giving her a spank on the butt and making her cry. So when mom was cooking dinner, I just never would go in there. I'd wait until she was, like, not in there. And then I'd go in there and get what I wanted. Like, I learned from that, from watching. So, we watch everything. See, I'm an only child. Yeah, so you didn't pick that up? No. It'd be interesting to see, like, if most people have siblings or if most, you know. It's like your weird cat theory. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Your weird cat theory. You have only cat syndrome. (laughs) Only cat syndrome is a thing. (laughs) I may have made it up, but it's real. I mean, she's not lying. I mean, yeah, I've had an only cat. I was an only child. I know how she, my cat, would react when, you know, somebody else came on the scene. And it's exactly how I react when someone else is taking my mother's attention and time away from me. No, you don't. (laughs) No, you don't. Can't imagine having a sibling and having to share that. No, thank you. (laughs) 
<laughs> but, you I, but you know I didn't there's a, I feel like there's probably a lot of things that I'm missing out or have missed if not having I mean I have a half sister I think I might have said this before yeah. I'm not sure she's a lot younger than me we did not grow up close to each other so like you know I'm an only child mm-hmm. yeah but see that was always something that I was taught to always be prepared be prepared for anything so usually as soon as I walk in a room I scope exits fire extinguishers and anything that could be possibly used as a weapon mm-hmm. because if i if shit's going down i'm not a big dude i'm six foot on the nose and i'm you know a buck 50 i'm a little guy i'm scrappy as fuck but i was always taught there's no such thing as a fair fight somebody's always gonna be bigger somebody's always gonna be faster which means if shit goes down you grab the bigger stick and you beat the shit out of whoever moves i've never spent any brain power thinking about it mm-hmm well, again, I was bullied. I remember in gym class, I got punched in the side of the head as I was leaving. I thought the confrontation was done. I went to leave, grabbed my books, everything was quiet. Dude runs up, punched me in the side of the fucking head. I hit the fucking wall, and I hit the ground. And I shook it off, and I chased his ass. He flipped me off and ran through the fucking graveyard in the back of the school. And I was like, you son of a bitch. I got I got the next class, and I was kind of having my head down. And my teacher's like, you, outside, let's go. I was like, fuck. He's like, what happened? I was like, I got sucker punched, man. He's like, he's like, I know. We can't do anything because it was he's off campus and he's a fucking fuckhead anyway. So I was like, oh, I was like, life happens. He just rolled with it. So yeah. So from then on, I started being a lot more socially aware of everything around me. See, I experienced not bullying to that degree, and this is like. I'm a little nervous to talk about this. No, go for it. Because, I mean, who knows who's listening? I'm not going to name any names, you know. Mm -mm. And, you know, we may have very different memories of what happened. Let me say that. Mine, my issues were more, think people would do stuff to me, just fucking mean. Just Mm -hmm. like, because you're a girl. We fight different. Just like, stuff I would never think to do to somebody. Like, one time I remember, I will never forget this. I had a boyfriend, and he had a class ring, and, you know, I wanted to wear his class ring, but it was it was too big, and I was trying to, like, actually wear it on my finger, and I put it in my gym bag, and my girlfriends knew I had this ring, and put it in my gym bag, did PE, whatever, come back, went to put the ring on, could not find the ring anywhere. I was panicking. I spent half of the next period, I remember looking all over the gym, this teacher was helping me look, and I felt so stupid, because they're like, oh, this, you know girls and lost her boyfriend's class ring like i mean yeah that wasn't mine though like i mean you know it's a piece of jewelry it was expensive it was his it meant a lot whatever couldn't find it couldn't find it i walk into class and these people who are supposed to be my friends are giggling laughing and i'm like what is the joke you know what is so funny and they handed me the ring back Mm. they had just taken it and then nobody thought like i was like it was one of those situations where i'm like is no one gonna like like, that wasn't okay. That was really, really mean. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, I didn't have any of the physicality. It was just always just little little stuff like that. That And see, that's the shit that really pisses you off because, you know, you they did something to you, but then you retaliate and you get in trouble. Oh, I, that's that's the key. I, don't re, I didn't retaliate. retaliate. I cried. So mm-hmm. when she said that earlier about, somebody puts a box on my head, puts me back car, you're going to cry? I'm going to cry. Like, I don't know what else to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel <laughs> powerless. And mm-hmm. no, you know what right. I mean? But, but, but again, that takes you back to, like, that's why women are the way they are. Mm-hmm. Because women fight different. Yeah. We, we fight different. We think our fights. We fight, we do things 
differently. Men are like chuckleheads. They're like, oh, you know, like, I don't know, uh, say, you guys, you know, banter back and forth. But hey, look, words hurt too. Cause <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah, I'm, but, I'm not. I'm not saying mm-hmm. anything. I'm not. It, it doesn't ever have to get physical. I'm saying like right. what you guys say to each other. You guys know it's in good fun. What women say to each other. There's there are things that people have said to me or around me, and then like at ten o'clock tonight, I'll be like, that bitch just insulted me. <laughs> like it's it, that's how women fight, and and the whole catch on it is she won she won that fucking fight do you know why she won that fight because now you're up at 11 o'clock fuming because that bitch insulted you and now you can't go to sleep but then maybe she's also thinking i tried to get one over and she didn't even flinch so there's that too yeah but i mean but that's how women get at each other well i can tell you this from my experience and you can attest to this when i go shopping for pants Mm. Did you hear that noise? Did you hear that noise? Do that noise again. <laughs> so, again, I'm six foot, which means I'm super fucking lanky. I'm, you know, like a 32 waist, but I'm a 34, 36 height. Those jeans are not easy to find. Now, they weren't easy to find in high school. So, I have this really bad... If you ever see me sitting here, I'm always pulling my pant leg down. Always. Because when I was in high school... When I would sit down, they would come up a little bit because I didn't want fucking super baggy-ass jeans. They look dumb as shit. It breaks my heart for you. You've told me this story before, and it just is like that shit that just sticks with you, and it doesn't From go. ninth fucking yeah, grade, so are those long shorts or short pants? <laughs> are you getting ready for a flood? I'm like, dude, they cover my my shoes when I stand up. It's when I sit down. Everybody's pants come up when they sit down. It, it's just the way shit works. If I can stand up all the time, it'd be great. And they come up a little bit, and I'm so fucking self-conscious about that shit. Now I'm like, wear white-ass socks. You don't see like that much in my sock. I'm sure I have, I'm sure we all have, honestly, some kind of something that's lingering. Hmm. It's just like, that's the worst. I mean, there's somebody like, high school's the best years of your life. Negative. I don't. Can't relate. Don't know. Like, nope. I don't... I didn't have bad experiences in high school. Because, like I said, and I'll tell you guys the story later on the, on the cast if you want, but <clears throat> the fight story. But I didn't have a terrible high school experience because, you know, I had this big fight and people just kind of stayed away from me. But I also didn't have, like, the John Hughes, like, high school experience either. Nobody had the John Hughes high school experience. That's bullshit. Nobody had that either. Like, well, I didn't have that. I, I literally, I kept to myself. I fluttered around. I spoke to everyone. I had acquaintances. But my best friend and I were inseparable. We're still inseparable. There's only one other person in this entire world who knows me inside and out, and it's her. I think, it, even though Wes and I have been together for 10 years... She knows more about me than he will ever know. Yeah. And he knows it. I mean, he he's like, yeah, well, you know. And that just comes from, you know, I mean, she's known me since ninth grade. And we're both 35 now. So, I mean, like, we've known each other for more than half of our lives now. Yeah. You know? And, like, if, you know, if I ever had to help, you know, hide a body, <laughs> it would be one that she needed me to help her with, you know? But, again, that's why we watched crime drama, so we know how to hide a body. Bring it back around. That was beautiful. <laughs> Just saying. That was really good. Yeah, but like I, that, that was my. She was my security blanket, and I was hers. But I was terrible to um, one particular kid, and I feel really bad about it. But he deserved it. 
say <laughs> <laughs> I deserved it, so I don't actually feel bad about it. But anyways, we did deserve it. Okay, I, I will tell you. Th- I tell you the thing. He had agreed to go out with my friend, and my friend is a very specific type of girl. And she didn't date in high school, and neither did I. Actually, my first date wasn't until I was twenty-one. <laughs> twenty-one was a big year for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, she didn't date in high school, neither did I. But we both went to the dances, and we both, you know, hung out with each other or whatever. We had friends that were guys, but we were just not interested in anybody. So this one guy, um, he had hair down to his shoulders, and it was like curly top, like the most beautiful ringlet curls you'd ever seen in your entire life. I mean, they were great curls. And he and her were really good friends, and he had agreed to go to the dance with her. Well, someone with a big mouth went and told everybody that they were dating. And he didn't feel that way about her. And instead of just, you know, standing up for her or doing something, you know, honorable, this guy did the teenage boy thing and went to her and said, I'm not going to the dance with you. Everybody's talking about us now. He said that or I'm sorry. He said said that to her. I'm not going to the dance with you. Everybody's talking about us now. Hmm. And it really hurt her feelings. And it really pissed me off. There is, I was going to say, I kind of felt, I knew where the story was going. There is no wrath like a girl in a best friend and some, especially some guy does her wrong. She cried. She cried. And I'm an Aries. I'm an Aries. I I am a very proud Aries. And the one trait about an Aries, and I feel that is 110% true, is once we love you, we're loyal to you, and we will fight till the death for you. So every time this kid walked, <laughs> it's terrible. Every time this kid walked into any class that I was in with him, I would always sit in the back row and the same row that he was in, and I'd go pube, <laughs> pube. So then his nickname became pube for the rest of the high school. And he cut all of his hair off. No, he oh. kept it. He kept on, he kept on rocking those curls. I'm kind of proud of him for that one. But yeah, I yeah I, I I feel really terrible that it caught on. Don't feel terrible that I did it. No, no, it's just your loyalty to your friend, and I think that that's like I said, a very special kind of rage. It pissed, <laughs> it pissed me off so bad. It pissed me off, and every time I did it, she said that later in life she was like, every time you called him pube, I just felt so proud. <laughs> She's like, I just felt so proud and special because someone cared about me enough to do that. That's what it, and that, you know, we were having a conversation before uh, we started recording about just people in your life that love you and that they're there for you and there's, they don't expect anything back. And sometimes that is so hard to just accept, you know, you've got people in your corner and there's just really nothing, nothing like it, nothing better than knowing that somebody cares and loves loves you enough to feel what you're feeling. Yeah. And be mad for you when you can't be mad. Because she was sad. She wasn't mad. Yeah, no, I, mean, I maybe, was pissed. I hope she got mad. She did. Eventually. Eventually. But, you know, I was pissed. So y'all could have been on an episode of Forensic Files and they lured the guy out and murdered him. No, because that would be unforensics. How many times did I tell you? I would be... <laughs> I watch these things. I would look like a really, really terrible Ryan Gosling movie mm. where the guys were like, let's see what it feels like to murder someone. So they taped up themselves. Oh, it was a terrible Ryan Gosling movie. Like Burn Notice or something? I don't remember, but it was like one of his very first ones when he was still young. Oh. So it was before The Notebook? Yes. How the fuck did I know it was before The Notebook? You liked The Notebook. No, the fuck I didn't. Yes, you do. No, I yes, didn't. No. Did. 
the notebook uh, was a cultural made. reset. It has a place. I love the notebook. It has a place. It has a place, but not You're my You're a bird, library. I'm a bird. I don't even get that reference. I can watch Jawbreaker. That was better. No, it was not. That movie was terrible. Wasn't that in like the 90s? Yes, and the, the, they, they kidnapped their own... No, <laughs> they kidnapped their best friend and shoved a Jawbreaker in her... And in, killed her, right? And killed her, yeah. It was yeah. an accident. It's terrible. Terrible movie. Absolutely terrible movie. Sounds like they were just being bully mean girls and something went wrong. Yeah, pretty much. It was supposed to be a prank, I think. Lots of things end as a prank. They begin as a prank. <laughs> Some things end as a prank. <laughs> so, you know, we're talking about all this fun stuff with forensics and death and all that. There's actually a board game, because we, we are also a board game club. I like it. I guess we are. We are now, officially. Amanda's face does not like it. Amanda's <laughs> like, fuck board games. <laughs> no, because he's going to try and make you play Mogul. At least one time. And if he boring. ever tells you to play Mogul, run screaming. Mogul is the rich version of Monopoly. Mogul is the real uh, version of Monopoly. You literally have to go, go to into debt. debt to go to college. You have to... Go, done. Yeah, it's terrible. In real life, done. <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's really terrible. You have to like fill out applications and shit. Yeah, I'll show you before you leave. Oh, so like I have to do work for... Yeah, it so actually comes with it comes yes. with section eight housing paperwork. Yes, I'm not even joking. Not joking. I'm literally speechless. Like I don't even know. <laughs> She's like, what? But no, run. how run is that fun? It's not. <laughs> anyway, but no, there's a game called Alice is Missing, and it's an RPG. Basically, it's played in silence with your phones. You text each other the okay. clues. Basically, a high school junior in a small town. She goes missing, and. You have 90 minutes play session. Instead of speaking, you send text messages back and forth as the characters to solve the mystery. That's cool. We've looked at it a couple times, and I'm like, I just don't know. How do you feel about incorporating phones into the board game? Like, there's... The most fun ga- some of the most fun games I've played are those Jackbox games that you pl- that like you buy the pack, and they're on the TV, and you everyone like gets a code on their phone, and you play it from your phone. Yeah. It's fun. Hmm. But see, I just... I don't They're not know. usually this dark, but like, whatever. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, I had to tie something into our topic. Well, I mean, they have... What are those... Um, We've got You, you can, Don't Know Jack. No, what are the ones that you can order? Case to fi? Not Case to fi. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I've done the those case two. Case files, the murder, case? whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I've done two of those. I've done... They're kind of cartoony one. Mm-hmm. It's late and words are not popping in my head. Uh, I feel bad. I know the names of them. Mm-hmm. Case file or something like yeah, that. It's one of them, and it's like legit. It's kind of like fill out section eight housing paperwork. Kind of like mm-hmm. this is just not. This doesn't even look fun. It's just a bunch of black and white paperwork, and you got to figure out like what happened. Yeah. The other one's more board game esque and bright and more. You know, it's the one that they advertise on podcasts all the time, or they used to. Um, mm-hmm. You get it in the mail that- every month. Yeah, what's was it Mulberry Rock or whatever the one where the girl fell off the island? That one was. It's always that stuff was the like that. One. Yeah. There was one that was like the rock star one. The rock star dies like overdose possible, but it's you got to figure out what happened to him. Thought that was kind of cool. Thought that'd be a good pit episode, but we uh, we never did pull the trigger on actually doing our board game thing. We actually had a custom one made. I don't know where it is now. We're making a custom one. Yeah. But, um, no, it's just, um, I don't know how I feel about incorporating what's supposed to be a board game into having to use, we've, we've turned down other games that you have to 
download like an app to yeah. play with mm-hmm. it on your phone yeah. while you play the card game or the board game itself and you're like you're trying to disconnect kind of yeah, yeah, I get yeah it. if i'm playing the board game that's pretty much what i'm going to be doing yeah we don't want to be on our phone for the board game now we do i will tell you we do use the scrabble dictionary when we play scrabble that's because you make up words you make up words i can't spell so i will not be joining any scrabble board game time sorry guys <laughs> i misspelled skate in the third grade spelling bee so you're done not you're like, not my not my strong suit no, well, no i mean no. we can play the rock mart version of what? Of Scrabble. It's spell it how it sounds. Or it's use the incorrect... Uh, yeah, yeah, that's close enough. <laughs> I'm not going to finish that sentence. That's rude. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm going to go on the record and say I still love this town. I love this town too. But I wish it was more. I didn't grow up here though. You didn't grow up here and that's why you still love it. Yeah. We fell out of love with it, what, 20 years ago? Yeah. I must say that I I don't know I've always I just but I'm back though you know so it's like I don't want to be too be too harsh but there's just not a lot here and there's definitely as someone's looking for a job it ain't here no there's nothing here that is not just dead in employment and it makes me so sad and for me and for other people who are out here doing these jobs and I'm like you make what an hour and you show up every day and like <laughs> that wouldn't get me out of bed. And that sounds like such a brat, but, like, let's just be realistic. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not worth the, like, going right around here is about 10 bucks an hour. Right. What the fuck can you do with that? It's what I'm saying. Like, Ugh. you go to work for, that's not even $100 a day. No. It, then, if, you know. If, Once you add in taxes, yeah. it's not even close. And these people have families and stuff, and I'm just like, I don't See, get it. I've never worked in Rock Mart other than a couple of fast food places. Yeah. I've never worked in this town. I've always worked 30 to 45 minutes away. West Rome, Bremen, Carrollton, Hiram, Austell. Those are where, and I always get the same question. Why do you drive so far? Have you ever been to my hometown? No, you haven't. Because there's nothing here. Nothing. And it was funny because we were over at my folks house a couple weekends back my niece was talking about she's looking for a job she's in college (laughs) and she was like well i'm only wanting to make like 14 an hour and i was like and she's in she's in college or gonna like she's graduating she's like first year oh in colorado no but they want her to get a summer job while she's here yeah she's she's going back and forth to colorado to here 14 is good for a kid that age i mean that's not terrible yeah, but then I got a thing about it. I'm like, 14, that's that's a joke. 14's a joke. Tell me. For her age, it's not. Mm. She's not, like, paying bills and supporting a family. And right. 14, no, but I agree with you. Only yeah. um, For us. Did you live on 14? No. No. But the, that's the weird thing is I'm See, living on, like, nothing right yeah, now. Right? It's, 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 <laughs> so it's like, oh, maybe. I don't know. It's interesting to hear, like, the 14 an hour, this, that, and the other, because... I come from a completely different style of pay. My first job in hairdressing, I was strictly commissioned 50-50. I make what I did. 50% of what you did? Mm-hmm. That made me so mad. Cut somebody's hair and give somebody else 50 Mm-mm. It was part of the reason why I left. Because in the 15 years that I was tenured there, I only got up to 55%. How many years? 15. Oh, my God. So... Was this part of the reason? There was there was multiple reasons. The main reason was the drive. The second reason was the pay, and I had asked multiple times for a raise, and 
Could you price your own services? No. That's yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, I couldn't <laughs> yes, price no. I couldn't price my own services. I couldn't choose if I wanted to use the coupons or not. None of those things. So then, now I'm in a corporate job. I started. I left that job. I ne- now, mind you, 15 years of a clientele. Yeah. I built. I used to dance on the side of a road with a freaking sign to build my clientele. I mean, like, it, I was hungry. Right? It was... I did. I did that. I, there's videos of it on Facebook. It's crazy. I would literally rather die. Oh. I would just starve. Oh, if no. I, If that was what I had to do to make... Mm, nope. <laughs> <Yeah>. Nope. <laughs> Well, I did. I commend you, but... Oh. I, I did those things. Um, but And I did lots of other things. I went in costumes to kids' festivals and did crazy hair on the side of the road. And just, I mean, I've done lots of things to build that clientele, right? I was making roughly 1000 a week, not including tips. But also I was taxed. making bank, but it was all untaxed. Yeah. So I had to put back at least 45% of my check. For Uncle Sam, which I always ended up owing at the end of the year anyway. Hmm. Ridiculous, right? But I did. And then on top of all that, I, I just, it was a lot of stress. So I moved to the other salon that I work at. It's corporate. I started at $10 an hour. I took a beating. <laughs> I took a, what was it like? What did we, we did the math. It was like 46% pay cut. Yeah, some something silly to leave and go because i knew with my confidence my knowledge and the way i work i knew i would be getting a raise somewhere soon and i also knew i'd move up in the company somewhere soon plus you cut out half the driving and i cut out no i cut out more than half the driving i cut out a third like two-thirds of the driving i drove an hour and a half to work every day and then i went down to a 25 minute drive to work so that, that was a lot of the wear and tear on my car, gone, gas gone. I was filling up two times a week down at the other place. I fill up maybe once a week. Yeah. Or once every eight days or so. But now I'm salary because I'm full-blown manager. And I'm back to making, I think I'm, I'm, I'm back to making mm, about what I made at the other place. Yeah. And I've only been there, what, seven, eight, nine, nine months? It's all been nine months? It's only been since October. Oh, wow. See, that's the thing. I've worked around here when I was younger, and then I worked when I was in college. Like, I've always worked, and that's kind of what's tripping me up right now, is that I'm not afraid to work. Mm -hmm. Like, that is not what this is. Right. But I'm just really... You get paid for the work you do. That, and it's so complicated. It's like when I was in Atlanta and I was making in air quotes, good money. I was spending so much time in the car, mm-hmm. back and forth. I had, you know, these two precious mm-hmm. weekend days was like all I had. And mm-hmm. it just was such a bummer. And I remember asking my mom like really early on, I was like, is this what this is? Mm-hmm. I just get up and I go to work and I'm tired and I do this job and make somebody else a bunch of money. And then I drive home and I'm tired and I like eat cereal for dinner and go to bed and get up and do it again. And then like, try to live a life on the weekends well no you can't I gotta clean the house I gotta you know I was like is this what life is and she's just like haha yep and I'm like and you're just everyone's just like I was literally looking around like and everyone's just been okay with this Mm -hmm. and I like and I just like showed up on the scene like what like what the hell I don't that's what's so tough about it it's like I that's where I'm at right now Mm -hmm. it's like I don't I'm not afraid to work but I don't know what 
is going to feel good in terms of how much money I'm making, the amount of work I'm putting in, and how much time I have for my life because I am just not about to make my job my life ever again. No. Um, We talked about what we quit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And see, that's where I'm conflicted right now because my manager, I mean, even on his his vacation, he'll still work 60 hours a week. And these people, these are the people that set us up for failure. Like... We're the ones that are like, wait a minute, no, that's not healthy. And then we look lazy or they don't want to work and nobody wants to work anymore. No, nobody wants to work for $10 an hour anymore. No, and I'm not bringing my work home with me anymore. Like, mm mm-mm. Like the on-call week, I'll watch watch the emails till 9 o'clock at night. But at 9.01... You're on your own. Yep. (laughs) I will talk to you at 8.30 in the morning. And if it's a weekend, you can ask her. I started turning my phone off on weekends that I'm not on call. Off. Do not call me with a stupid question. Do not call me about anything. Leave me alone until Monday morning. My mother is not management. I mean, she's been where she's where she works for my whole life, 30 years almost. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, she's at 30 years now. And she's not management. She does have a job in an office that she kind of bounces back and forth between like a warehouse and an office. And she has an important job and she knows her shit. Like she's a bit, you know. 30 she, years. Yeah, she knows her stuff. She, I think she has seniority in where she's at, her part of the, the plan. Like she's been there the longest. And she'll have, you know, go out on vacation days or or whatever and people are calling her personal phone Mm -hmm. asking questions and we'll be out doing something and she'll stop and answer and I look at her and I'm like stop it they just it's like she I don't know they feel this loyalty that I just I felt it before sure but then you know then your job screws you over in one way or the Uh other and then you're like what am I doing well see that's that's me like I'm your mom I get it. I, I messaged Miss Brenda about her cat. Okay, that's different. That's just being a nice human with a coworker. Even if you weren't the manager and you weren't her boss, I would still. Think I mainly did it that. so she wouldn't call out today. <laughs> I, have, I have some bad news for you. She may still call out. I had a bet with her. I had a bet with her. I was like, she's still gonna call out. She still. It, once it, and that's that's something else. You know, um, me and her have talked about this. Quitting a job or having somebody quit under you. It's never a good idea to talk them back in because once they've made their mind up, they're gone. Just I've like never been in a position where anyone ever tried to. Oh, you weren't one of those. Oh man, please stay. Like, yeah, you're leaving. Yeah, let me get the door for you. Go on, save yourself. <laughs> it's more my mentality. Well, here's the thing. I am a nice human being, and I genuinely care about my Silas. Yeah, of course you do. But I write my schedule for my clients, not my Silas. Mm-hmm. You have to. I mean, you. But that's their the, lines. Yeah, that's the. You were talking about that at some other point about you know having to understand, having to work for the man, and then kind of you become the man, quote mm-hmm. unquote, the man. And it's like I kind of get it now, but it still mm-hmm. kind of sucks. But just having some compassion behind it in any kind of way, I think, is a is an improvement from what I have experienced. Like some of my best boss. I mean, like I've had really good bosses. Mm-hmm. It's never the. It's usually never the bosses. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not usually the bosses that make people leave. I know that's controversial. People like people don't leave jobs; they leave managers. Not really in my experience. They leave the shitty ones. Yes, yeah, but it's some. It's more like company wide things. But yeah, it might in my experience that's what it's been. But yeah, I digress. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I'm in the same boat. Like, like I, all the jobs that I've left. I left for a reason. I didn't leave because of some nonsense. Like, hey, yes, I wanted to better myself. You know, because I kind of camped out at Walmart for five years, 
which I really shouldn't have. I wasn't planning on being there that long. And I kicked myself uh, one of those little pod deck cards I had that said, uh, avoid what three silly mistakes should you avoid in life? Silly mistake number one, if your company matches anything to a 401k, you start paying in as soon as you can. As soon as you can. Amanda, I know that you would have had to go to school to, to do hair. Did you, uh, Wes, did you go to school, have college debt, all that good stuff? I didn't do the college debt. I went to, uh, I'm going to plug Chattahoochee Tech. Or I guess I should have said, did you go to Did you I, go to college slash do you have college debt? I, I went college to college debt. for a little while. Paid for everything out of pocket. Qualified for whatever Pell or whatever grant they had that basically paid for your books. Hope. I think. Yeah. Well, Pell maybe too, but yeah. Hope, Hope, Hope was really good when you graduated. By the time I graduated, they were like, uh, we'll give you like 75%. They were <laughs> starting that on my third quarter. That was back when they did it quarter to quarter. You had your mm-hmm. winter, summers, fall. Right. Then they moved to semester, and you had to go 80 to 95% of the semester before they would pay you. So you paid for all of your books and your classes you out of pocket yeah. and you got reimbursed. Yeah. If you didn't fail out or you didn't you could do anything and get disqualified in the middle of the semester. And then yeah, you were out. Yeah, and I was like, mm, "No, because number one, I bought my books, which was stupid first off." It's and a scam. Those books are stupid expensive. <laughs> so stupid expensive. I could. I, I. I ended up getting the PDF like for the next semester. I think I made. Mo- I think I made more money selling the PDF to other students who couldn't <laughs> afford the books. Yeah, that's right. I will wave my pirate flag. And that is a cheap trick. <laughs> so, guys, <laughs> hey, you heard it here first. Well, here's listen, you don't have to be computer literate. You just have to be the first one to find where the cheat is. Oh yeah. Well, I never. I don't. I went to college. I went to Chat Tech. Mm-hmm. I had Hope and Pale, mm-hmm. and they paid for everything except for my kit. I mean, I, mm-hmm. so I never really got the whole college debt thing. Well, that's because me and you didn't go to the big four-year, hey, hey, heavy industrial school. That was you, right? That's me. I went to Kennesaw for Kennesaw State for a year. But that was mm-hmm. back when it was cheap. Kennesaw was cheap. I just was miserable. God, I was miserable. Um, and I always, I mean, even when I was little, like, I always wanted to go to Auburn. It was, like, the dream. And my mm-hmm. mom basically was like, hang it up. Like, you know, it ain't going to happen. She, in the most loving way. Mm-hmm. Not that I couldn't have done it. It was just, like, yeah. she was just being realistic about it. But I have mixed feelings about, like, I mean, I love Auburn. I met some of my really I it was a little bit like high school in a way too it's like I wanted it to be this whole thing that is sometimes it just wasn't um mm-hmm. and I saw these people around me I'm like well they're having a good time like why am I not why am I not having a good time but that's another conversation for a different day I mean I, but I still I'm glad I went I've met some really great people you know I have a really great degree and I did learn a lot mm-hmm. and it did carry me so far but what I've realized is I mean and I'm in a ton of debt just a ton of God, and I'm still, and I don't know, I don't see an end in sight to it. And it was nothing extravagant. And to top it all off, I had money like my parents had put scratch that my mother put money up for me to go to school, and it was a chunk of change like it was a lot of money. And if I would have stayed in Georgia, I would have probably had money left over. Right. But you don't think about that when you're 
18, 19 years old, you know, it was just like, you know, I wanted to go to Auburn. I wanted to go to the big school. But, yeah, I've I've still got debt from that because it's just really expensive. But what I realized when I got out, yeah, it was a nice springboard. Mm -hmm. Like, people were like, oh, people were so impressed by it. And to me, I mean, it felt cool, but that's not the reason I did it. Yeah. But it was a nice perk. And then I was on that on that road and then I decided to jump off that off of that track and move home um I didn't really have a plan I really didn't but there was a lot of stuff going on in my life and I needed to come home so now that I'm trying to get back into the game it's like I am starting over from scratch and that is so annoying because I'm like no 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 I've done all the things like I've done you name it I've done I've interned for some really big names and I like worked at these really great places but oh that was like five years ago people don't care Mm-mm. And I am so, that is one thing that is like, is so sad to me because people are like, just start at the bottom and you'll move up quick. I'm like, no, that's not won't. the point. Even if it was true, it's not the point. Like I did all the things I was supposed to do and I'm in a shit ton of debt for it. Like mm-hmm. I can't go make 10 to $14 an hour. Like that is just not, I can't do it. That was one of the reasons why I was there for 15 years because I didn't want to start at the bottom. Yeah. And start my, but I had to. That's the sad part of yeah, it. I had tough. to take a job at $10 an hour. But also, the pay scale at this particular job is, again, the way hairdressers pay is different to, or most beauticians. We could get commission on upsells and product sales. So, really, it was a $10 an hour base pay. And then I could dictate how much money I made from that. That being said... You know, obviously I did something right, so now I'm in management. Yeah. And I make a salary. It's not a, I mean, it's pretty good. It's livable. I think my, just so the pandemic kind of screwed things up, and then my sense of after, you know, leaving that steady paycheck and coming home and starting, you know, just working here and there for people I worked for growing up, and then, you know, trying to delve into doing my own thing in business. I'm not going to lie, my my business, um, my boutique business here that I had purchased from someone who had a business for a long time did well. It really did. It was still not well enough for me to, to keep it going mm-hmm. and, uh, and a lot of other reasons that, you know, that just was not a good fit. But, yeah, I think my, like, idea of what what is fair and what is, you know, it's skewed from what my degree is, what my experience is, where I'm at mm-hmm. in, you know, and I'm, I'm here i'm in a small town and like you know you can't expect that so yeah um i'll figure it out one day mm-hmm. but this podcast is gonna make us millions of dollars i'm not gonna worry about it so yeah sure <laughs> i like that idea just putting it out there get it out in the universe i mean that's the way to do it but no the table's tilted now the table has the table's always been tilted we just see it a little more clearly now i thought you were talking about the physical table this in front of you wow it's time to cut the podcast we are tired it's almost midnight our time i do want to end it with a little uh a little fun game or something but i want to i want you to finish your tilted table analogy now that i know the actual table's not falling off the (laughs) platform (laughs) the table's tilted where used to you you got something for your loyalty at a company for so many years now the only way to move up is to get a new job yeah is to use the job you're at, learn whatever skill, and take that skill somewhere else. And say you made $2 more an hour than you did. <laughs> and you probably drove four miles further, so it negates even the raise. Yeah. Because 
Look, driving to Atlanta from Rockmart is not even a feasible thing. I did it for a very short period of time before I could move up there, and I was so exhausted. Mm-hmm. It was it was awful. I drove, I drove an hour and a half from Rockmart to work, and then an hour and a half from work Mm-mm. every day. And stood on your feet the whole time you were And uh-uh. stood on my feet the entire time. My feet would be swollen and aching the entire time and he would be like like he can contest like my feet would be the size of freaking cantaloupes mm-hmm. and i bet your relationship i mean i'm projecting but that probably wasn't great for your relation i mean like did you see each other well that was back before she moved in and we really what was it friday night saturday oh, okay. sunday because yeah. she'd come up and stay the weekend got it and then she'd go home well, well thursday night day. and friday night yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would stay in uh, Marietta with my mom because it was closer to the shop. Yeah. And I had to be there early because I was the opener those days. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of worked out. I went from spending the weekend with him, like spending a couple of days with him, mm-hmm. to like over the course of the years to spending a few days with my mom and then just staying up here. Especially after I opened the business. Yeah. And now... I live up here, and I open the business, and I'm, I'm like, literally accessible to the business. He and I have a ton of time together, but we still, we haven't really changed our routine. Stop yawning. <laughs> no, but no, like, we really hadn't changed our routine. Like, we still see each other. We still kind of trail off into our separate rooms and have alone time, because mm-hmm. that's big for us. Oh, we, yeah. we like alone time. I am not... The kind of woman up his butt. He is not the kind of man up my butt. I, 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 can, I promise you I can do some things by myself. Mm. And he can too. So. Usually I just need time away from people. That whole social battery thing. And I know that includes me too. Because like, you know, I mean, it is what it is. He well, yeah, I went from literally having... That was, that was going to sound bad. But I was going to say, I happen to see you two days a week. <laughs> <laughs> I get Getting to. to see you. Two days a week to having like certain days off that were just mine. Now I've got Saturday mornings, and usually the only thing I want to do is, you know, play my video game. Or usually what I end up doing is editing podcasts, which sucks. Not really. You like to do it. Yeah. Okay. So we've got two options that I just came up with for our ending segment. We can either all pull one of these cards and answer the question, or. We can do one of the prompts that I have saved. Prompt would be things from our childhood that would cause just outrage today. So it's either pick a question card or we can go around and talk about things from our childhood that would cause outrage today. Um, I'm going to go with the majority on this one. Well, there's only three of us, so. (laughs) Okay, I guess I'm pulling the first draw. Um, I think I'm going to go with the childhood thing. Okay. Because that one... I got a story. Go. (laughs) Just go. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay, so is that what we're doing? Yeah, go for it. Okay, well, it kind of sucks that I got thrown out here in the front, but whatever. Um, (laughs) So we used to have these. I wish I'd brought one because when I helped my mom and dad clean out their storage building, I saw them on the top shelf, and I should have grabbed one. But they were toy guns, and they did not have the orange tip on the end. They were. They looked like actual. Do you, Do you know the BB guns from our yeah. age where they were? You know, you cocked it down. Red, and, right? Yep, had yep. one. I so still were, have it somewhere. So they were just like that, but they didn't shoot anything. They just made the loud bang. Yeah. 
I know you exactly know the what one you're I'm talking, talking about. about. Okay. I never thought about the fact they looked so real. Here's my story on that. I was a I was a bad kid. <laughs> I was a, a troublemaker. So I had it outside one day. And I was just you know messing around, wandering around with it, guarding the house. <laughs> Y'all know where this is going. <laughs> this car was by the house, and I pulled that fucker up and I aimed it. That was the most rock mart story I have ever. Heard. I was guarding my house. <laughs> Nobody wants your duck dishes, Diane. Your duck dishes. They don't want them. Here's the bad part. So I aimed at this car, and I'm, I'm fucking, I, this is like, I can close my eyes and I can see this lady. She popped out of the driver, the uh, passenger side, and she was like, don't shoot! <laughs> People hit a vehicle and they go faster than the speed of wind. And this woman stops in the road and says, no, 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 no. don't shoot me! No, they were still driving. She, the driver sped up and she hung out the window of the passenger oh side. Oh my window. God, don't shoot! And I took off. I shit you not. I ran my little ass back to my room and hid that gun in, in the closet. And I was like, I don't know anything about it. <laughs> and that was my last day playing outside. Oh. <laughs> and I never went outside again. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. God, so many levels to that. That's so funny. Okay, so mine, what people would just completely cringe about, what happened in my, uh, my, my childhood. So I've talked about my mom being a single parent of five kids. Well, back when we were really little, each one of us, each one of my, I'm going to say biological brothers and sisters, are 13 months apart. So we are literal stair steps. Your poor, your, your mother was just... Yeah, so she had four kids <laughs> under the age of five. <laughs> and then my baby brother came along. Um, we He is on paper, on paper, he's my second cousin. Um, his mom passed and we took him when he was 18 months old. So we raised him to be my baby brother. He's, he's your nine, brother. Yeah, he's my brother. He's my, my He's nine years younger than me, though. Yeah. My mother did not have time. She was a single parent. She did not have time to play the who did it game. Ever. She had no time. But, but, when my dad was still around on the off chances that he was around at certain times, my mom did try the whole spanking by holding you by the arm and just swinging a belt. And my brother would do the whole dance and whatever. So one day he was dancing around in a circle and she was swinging the belt and she actually hit his little woohoo. And he fell to the ground and my dad got so pissed off. And my mom, like, threw the belt and ran away. And he was like, anyway, so from then on, she didn't do the whole hold the arm, swing the belt thing anymore. She made us turn around and poke it out. And she did not stop to ask who did it. She never stopped to ask who did it, why did it, because we'd all lie. Doesn't matter, y'all are all guilty. Y'all are so guilty. That's the part you missed out on being an only child. Yeah. Darn. <laughs> so, so we would get in line, oldest to youngest, turn around, bend over, poke our butts out, and she would literally go down the line. Whap, 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 whap. And if any one of us jumped out of line, that was an extra lick. And, whap, and she literally had, back then, I don't know if you guys remember these, but men had leather belts. You're going to get your mom arrested. <laughs> 
Like men have leather belts, like and they could shit. take. Um, they went to like fairs and stuff. They would take like these letters, yeah, and, uh, and they exactly. would tap it in, mm-hmm. and you could get someone's name in the back of a leather belt. Well, my dad had one made with all four of our names in it. Oh, perfect. So my mother would use that one, and she'd say, "I have a belt with your name on it," and she really did. <laughs> So I didn't realize that that was an actual, like, saying until I was much older. Like, I have something with your name on it. Oh. Like, my mom literally would say, I have a belt with your name on it. Because she did. Because she really did. So, I mean, but this is back when it was socially acceptable to spank your kids. And and I'm going to go on the record and say, it still needs to be socially acceptable to spank your kids. I was in, I was a, a children's hairstylist for 15 years. I think it's less people. But I think <laughs> I was I was I was a children's hairstylist for fifteen years. I've seen kids cuss their mamas out at, at young ages, cuss their mamas out, hit their mamas, run out the door, run toward traffic. It it needs to be socially acceptable to spank your kids. I feel like if more spankings happened, we would have a better world. They'd be like us, and they'd be just a tiny bit fucked up, but it's yeah. still okay. We're functioning. Yeah, yeah, we're functioning. We're functioning. We're, we're, we're paying bills. Okay, so I made, of course. I made a list of the things, and I can breeze through it and see if you guys can relate. Some of these are kind of funny. My first one, the first thing that came to mind was I had this game, and I looked up the commercial on YouTube just to confirm that this thing was real. This is so messed up. Like, so messed up. I had this game called Mystery Date. It's an old game. I remember it. Yeah. They had, like, upgraded it for the early aughts, and I had, like, this, it had, like, a, I think, like, a purple glittery phone or Mm -hmm. something. I had it. Okay. Do, do you remember the commercial for that game? Mm-hmm. It was a bunch of maybe cringy dudes, sixth grade girls at most in this. I mean, like they were they were twelve and younger. Mm-hmm. And the guys were like, "Hi, it's Brian," and they're like running around shirtless on a beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're supposed to be like seventeen and eighteen year old dudes. And it was a game marketed to us so we could. It's like, what boy's gonna give me attention today? Like, oh, like what the. F- but not only that, think about it. Think about it from the other perspective as well. Dudes like Wes over here watching TV, you know, like, oh well, that older guy is going after this younger girl. Where is this going? Like, I'm saying, like, I'm not saying that things like that. Like, no, I'm like, I'm not saying like. Oh, I'm saying that things like that. Idea that it was it was, it was okay. Yes, it was right. acceptable. And women are like, we're. Why are women not held to the same standards as men when it comes to something like that? I can be a completely younger girl and I'm always the victim. But maybe I'm the one that went after the long, the older guy. No, oh, because because it's a um, a maturity difference and a, a a power differential. Yes, but think about this: seventeen to eighteen year old boy, mm-hmm. right, goes after a fifteen year old girl, right? That's that's close enough that it's not. Mm-mm. They still go after you for it. If people press charges. Yeah, but it's still terrible. I don't think it should... And there's the Romeo and Juliet law, too, that's like the two or three years, I think. I see what you're saying. I'm not saying that you're wrong. and But I feel like... And the maturity at that point, kind of it kind of matches up. Mm-hmm. But like this game in particular, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if we can post it somewhere for people. It is children. It's cringy. And it's boys running around on the beach like and they are so much older and it's just not. It was like oh my god you should be playing with Barbies and adult, something else. But nope. That's I had the game. Some adult purchased it for me. I don't know who. <laughs> I had I had a CD with a song on it that was like that. That the same same thing. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I don't know. O-Town. Liquid Dreams. 
see that was a li- I was a little bit young for O Town, but I know what you're talking like as an adult. I know what you're talking about. As an adult, yeah. I knew every word of that song, and I had no idea that I was singing about a dude's wet dream. <laughs> Yeah, that's <laughs> I'm just saying, it's oh, terrible. Like a strawberry wine, the country song. Yeah, oh, that's that a good. That's a good one. Like that's a that's a good example yeah. of what we're talking about. Yeah, why have I ever thought about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all about her losing her virginity to an older guy who went off to college when she was seventeen. Well, at least she was seventeen. I mean, yeah, at least she was younger than that. <sighs> she was, she so was seventeen. Anyway. Anyway, so that now, opened up a can of worms. Everything, <laughs> everything we lived when we were growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, my the rest of my list is um, the show Ren and Stimpy mm-hmm. being on Nickelodeon in like a spot where like me as a five year old could watch it. That was my only show. I was not allowed. I was forbidden to watch that in South Park. But like same here. Ren and Stimpy was great. Ren and Stimpy was gross. Same here. And it was not. He should have been on like oh no, with I South Park on that channel. So I was raised on. South Park, Rena Stampy. We weren't aware Beavis and Butthead. I mean, Beavis and Butthead was going to be three on the set with you. <laughs> and we had Celebrity Deathmatch, so. No, robot Chicken. Fuck Robot Chicken. Mm-hmm. That shit came out way after I was well into my teens and didn't care about cartoons. Yeah, Rena Stampy was wild. It's no business. It had no business on Nickelodeon. I'll stand by it. When they rebooted it to the more adult version, I have that DVD set, and it gets worse. That's all I'm going to say. I've not revisited it. I haven't. It's just not worth should it. Should we start, as a, this should just be like a reaction podcast now? Nope. Keep on going. <laughs> um, the phone book. Okay. The fact that, I know the phone book is still a thing, but the fact that we are so like, don't let anyone know where you live and don't let anyone have your phone number. God, I'm so mad if somebody gives out my phone number because I've had the same number since like I, the dawn of time. Whenever I got a cell phone, I would be devastated if I had to change my number. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we just gave out books to everybody and was like, here's their number and here's their address. This is where to find them. And then people, the same people who were like, yes, this is socially acceptable to have a phone book in your house are the same people that are like, don't put all your information on the internet. Mm-hmm. You know, like... <laughs> like what? Us prank callers, we love the phone book. Elvis Presley lives in motherfucking Cedartown. What? A man named Elvis Presley? A man named Elvis Presley lives in Cedartown. I bet he had a hard life. Yeah, because it was posted life. in that there's another, yellow pages. There's, there's another instance of he married a girl that was 10 years younger than him. That was not Elvis. <laughs> that was Elvis. Elvis married Priscilla Presley. She was 10 years younger than him. But how old were they at the time? She was a teenager. Oh, God. And he brought her home from Germany. And she lived with him, I unmarried. Was, I was thinking of... Uh, until, she was, until she was old enough to marry him legally. And like, this was socially accepted. But yet, was the it? only reason why Jerry Lee Lewis caught flack about his cousin... 13-year-old. 13-year-old cousin that he married... Oh, God. ...was because she was his cousin. It wasn't because she was 13. It was because she was his cousin. I have struck a nerve in Amanda, and she's passionate, and I yeah, think this man. is so interesting. It's after midnight, and I can't hit stop, because she's just going to go. We can't get this passion back tomorrow. <laughs> it, it's, it, it's infuriating, though. It's <laughs> next on my list. Um, okay, now this is one that... I was talking to 
my best friend and we went to daycare together like that we have been best friends forever and we have two very different memories on what happened at daycare and it was a specific daycare in rock mart a lot of my people older than me and a lot of my friends we went to it she's she's passed away now i'm not going to speak ill on her name mm-hmm. but <laughs> she showed us the movie and now we are little like we are like she used to walk us to preschool and back little children showed us the movie this is exactly what I wrote. My daycare provider showing the movie Twister and fucking me up forever and ever. Amen. Is literally what I wrote. That What's wrong with Twister? What's wrong with Twister? I thought a tornado. I went, my mother put me in therapy as like a small child because I thought a tornado was going to come and take my house away. <laughs> as a child divorced who was already like a little shaky on my seat, things could just change in an instant. You're going to show me Twister at the age of like what? Six, maybe. If, so maybe. Not. I really don't mean to laugh. I was no, you can laugh. It's fine. A cloud would come up in the sky, and I would panic. <laughs> <laughs> and then my best friend, who is the same as me and opposite in so many ways, was like, I was like, what the hell was she thinking? Like, I, you know, I would never. You look at a room full of, like, just little babies, and you're like, you know what would be a good idea? God, like, what? And she was like, oh, I love that movie. I always ask her to, to play it. I'm like, so do I blame you? Or are you okay? Or we just fucked up in different ways. I loved that movie. How old were you? I mean, like, it, I don't even think I'm it matters. A little older than you, so. I think I just was, oh, man, I was traumatized. I loved that movie. My favorite part is, we got cows. Well, it was going to come and take my house away, and I will never forgive her for that. And I think that if that happened today, somebody would raise the red flag and be like, "Not, let's not do that. Or, like, let's not, you don't get to watch kids anymore. If we're talking about movies, then, uh, I, mean, I mean, Raiders, yes. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Fuck, yeah, so our many. generation had such great, what was called, PG like, movies. Gooey, gooey, like, bones falling on people and yeah, stuff. Yeah, they were PG. Did you know Beetlejuice slipped the F-bomb in Beetlejuice? Yeah. I liked Beetlejuice, but I didn't watch it till I was older. See, this is the other thing that this did to me. My mom wasn't like a big stickler on, you know, what I couldn't, couldn't watch. Couldn't watch Ren and Stimpy, couldn't watch South Park. But I mean, you know, I had Disney Channel. Jason? No, I didn't want to, I guess. But Jaws came, like Jaws or something came out. Um, Not Jaws. What was it? Deep Blue Sea. No. Oh, my goodness. Meg. The monkey. Not Jaws. The monkey. The gorilla, yeah, that the monkey—that's not a monkey, is it? There was one that came out. I've got to scratch King all Kong. of this. I'm so tired. King Kong. King Kong and Godzilla came out like a couple years ago, but Godzilla is what I was trying to get to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where that was where that was going. No, it was not allowed, and everybody was talking about it, and I was so curious, and like my older cousins would like talk about it, and they thought they were so cool, and I had nothing to contribute because I wasn't allowed to see it because Kayla gets scared. Kayla gets scared easy. She's scaredy. So like this woman scarred me, not my mother, but the daycare provider. So. Anyways, moving on. What's the next thing on your list? The next thing on my list is the TV Guide channel. Hear me out. Imagine having to sit there and you miss channel 26. <laughs> and you have to wait till you have to wait through the whole thing and the commercial little pieces to get back to channel 20. And by the time you're back there, the show's halfway over. Right. Okay, I'm, I'm it was a dead system and people would not put up with it today. <laughs> okay, look, I'm just going to um, sound like the old guy in the room here. Let me get my walker. <laughs> We had TV Guide that was printed. Yeah, there was that. That was before the scrolling. 
Yeah. So you just had to like flip through that and bitch to aunt, find that day. My aunt just recently stopped her subscription. They still have them? I'm not going to lie to you. Over at Mom's, I know I've got a box full of them of like the collector covers when like Undertaker Rock, Austin, and Triple H were all on the covers of one when all of Wizard of Oz was on the covers. You don't remember those? He's a child of the 1940s now? <laughs> no, the Wizard of Oz was huge in the 90s. Everything has a resurgence. <laughs> Shut up over there. I'm make fun of you for your twister. That's the original twister you should have been scared of. You was up in a place with munchkins. Can we talk about things that are that are going to scar, things that are happening now that are going to scar kids No, because we're an hour at the end of the show. We can do that later. I like the topic, though. You need to pin that one. I'm, I'm going to pin this one. Why do little girls get to wear bikinis that look grown as fuck? And that's a now thing. Back in the day, we had frilly little ruffles on our butts. They still do that. One, one piece is ruffles on our butts, and we were like 15. I was so glad I was a was. guy. I'm just saying. Was? Was a guy. Yeah. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I, I didn't. I wore a bikini I while I was 15. But you know what I'm saying? Like, like they, you're just saying that children dress white. Yes. They are so, the makeup and stuff. I think that's just because of the internet and they can, they have access to it. I also wasn't allowed to wear makeup until way after my friends. Thanks. Thanks for that, mom. But, so I was really bad at it and I still am not great at it because all my friends had all this practice and older sisters and I didn't. And I was just so much liquid liquid eyeliner um yeah same same god just halfway under the eye like what and it would like flake off halfway it was so cheap anyways cat eye? no that i've just, just started i just started drawing into that like recently. i literally i literally would like draw like black around my eyes and just, oh that looks great Avril and then she forgets about it and looks like a raccoon when she gets out of the shower yeah i rub i say i don't wear it so much i rub my face and i'm like oh no but um yeah i think it's the makeup and the just that the internet in general and the access to things that Kids don't dress like kids anymore. I do agree. And plus, mm-hmm. if you're the parents of those kids, you post them on Insta and you get like four billion followers. Oh God, that is like which is creepy in itself. Oh, mm-hmm. I could. That's you, a I whole other episode. Yeah, I have a lot of opinions on that, and I don't even. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. that's not okay. These kids are like, oh, that's awful. That's one thing that I'm so happy to be the elder emo. Imagine having our ever every moment posted. On Imagine having us having fucking social media in high school Let or middle school. I had it in high school, and it was bad. And I didn't. I didn't have it in middle school though. I had AOL Messenger, and that's about yeah. as close to Are you social media. Me? What I had AOL and MySpace. Yeah, we had MySpace. Facebook came out and was like popular tail end of high school for me. Look. And we bullied bullied each other through just posting some cryptic, like, you know, post. It was awful. I'll put it this way. When I was graduating high school, Google still hadn't, like, taken its firm grip. And even our teachers wouldn't let us use Yahoo or Google. It all had to be on MSN. You had to use the MSN search engine. MSNBC, actually. You know, I never put that together, that those were the same company. I didn't think about that. Yahoo. We could not use. We could not use any of those. We had to use the one specific because Google had Google was unreliable. Same with Wikipedia. Oh, Wikipedia is still unreliable. Wikipedia, are you kidding? It's me? gotten better. It's though. gotten better, but eh. I remember when you could not you could not Cite source it. it as a yeah. I still, if somebody okay. had me write a paper today, I still probably wouldn't even if it was. Acceptable. I would go there, and then I would go from the links that it provides, yeah. and see where the actual information came from. 
You right. couldn't pay me to go back to school and write a paper. But last mm-hmm. one, and Amanda, maybe I hope you can relate to this one, is a toy. Do you remember Sky Dancers? The things that... And, and they would just... They would knock obliterate, you out. <laughs> obliterate hair. And then they came out with a boy version. Your hair! That's right! Oh my god, they would get tangled up. No, no, no. Here's here's another one. The, what was it? Uh, zoomies? Zoomies? It was like the little hamsters yeah. that moved on their own. And they were they would get caught in your hair like that. And they would like just like rip it up. But another toy that would... Toys in general in our in our just obliterated your life. Dangerous. The um the cabbage patch that ate your your hair. The the ones ate fingers and shit because like kids would like it would eat like carrot sticks or or peas. No, it wasn't peas. It was carrot sticks and it was strawberry. She could like she moved her mouth like she was chewing and then the carrot sticks would pop out in her backpack. But kids would like stick their fingers in there and she would literally eat their fingers off. <laughs> I thought there was a hair thing with that one too. There was probably a Kids, lot of it ripped off people's scalp and shit. <laughs> and not to mention the easy bake ovens that would burn the shit out of you, or the the, the creepy, creepy crawlers, crawlers. Yep. ovens. You remember that? The I don't creep- know. I know what an easy bake is, but I don't know what a creepy. The crawl. creepy crawler was the boy version, and yeah. they could make gummies. Made gummy like you couldn't eat them, but you made. But you gummies. have the gummies that slept to the to the oh. the wall and yeah. would yeah. crawl down it. Yeah, that's what it would make. It would make those in an oven yeah mm-hmm. or like the actual oven like no in no. like an easy bake oven oh. like it would make that but it was like the boy version and there was one that i wanted that i knew i was never gonna get and they finally got rid of it but they would it was a necklace maker like medallion maker like where you, you could melt bbs in this fucking thing <laughs> and melt metal. yes it heated this thing out like 500 degrees and they're selling that to 10 year olds <laughs> And I'm going, I want that right now. Those my arms. He's going, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Here, drop molten metal on yourself, son. God. I saw that a couple of years, and then it disappeared for some reason. If I get my hands on one of those, I'd buy one of those now. Weird, right? Like, that's just, dude. Dude, do you remember the <laughs> the jump rope that went around your freaking ankle? Oh, that skip it. I love skip it. That thing would have, like, whacked the shit out of the oh, other yeah. one. Right? Oh, my God. God, you were, that's like tendonitis waiting to happen. I love Skip It. I'm just saying. I just miss having that much energy, (laughs) to be honest. (laughs) You know what I want to do? Go outside and jump rope for an hour. Yeah, right. Are you kidding me? I I used to do all the tricks, too. Yeah. I could, man. Did did y'all have the jump rope, the professional jump ropers come to your school? No, Jump for Heart. You remember the name of it. Jump we rope all for got, We all got a freaking jump rope. And, and a both t-shirt. Of us beat the shit out of each other with the other ones. <laughs> Do you remember the jump ropes that had beads on them? Vaguely. Like the long beads and they yes. were like Saturn? Yes. And you, th- those motherfuckers God, hurt like a bitch. I haven't thought about this stuff in so long. We're bringing up dramatic <laughs> fucking experiences. Like, how stu- what was the point of that? That was so stupid. Yes. Just like a jump rope, is. there was a rope underneath all of that. Yes. What was the point of the beads? I don't noise. know. Like the noise. The pretty, the noise. But do you also remember playing... <laughs> Playing the the parachute game, yes. and you had to like get all the balls in the hole of the parachute. No, that was no, we didn't do that. We had a parachute. We played the parachute we game. By the time I came along, uh, Eastside had purchased a. You went to Eastside. You went to the rich school. Did I? Yeah, yeah. I went to Goodyear. Is that not the rich? No. School? I mean, like I didn't know there was a different. I thought it was just where you were. No, it, it was the rich school because I went to. We all went to kindergarten together. And then we split mm-hmm. for elementary school, and I went with 
<laughs> I went with the other guys, <laughs> and all the preps and all them went to Eastside. And then we didn't meet back up until middle school, and it was like, I it was sort of remember you. That's it in my, in my experience. I went to Eastside, but all of my friends, like, and still the people I talk to today, I'm pretty sure all of them went to Goodyear. And we, like, met back up. We went to daycare together. We split, we went, yeah, daycare together, kindergarten, split up, and then in middle school, it's like, oh, here are all my buddies. We were all traumatized together mm. by watching Twister together at almost named the daycare. Um, and we, we found each other again, but they all went to Goodyear. Huh. No, all mine went to, because I got stuck, I don't know how it happened, but I got stuck in like the kindergarten prep class. Like all the preps were in there, except for me. Kindergartners. Yeah. (laughs) I I mean, hey, look, I knew it as soon as I walked in the door. I was like, "Mm, these are not my people. These are not my people. I need that kid back there that's drooling. I need the little cross-eyed kid. That's going to be my clique. I was so jealous I didn't get to go to Goodyear, for real. Cause all my all my buddies were they sound like y'all had they had a great time y'all had a great time but uh, well I guess it's my rich school now. had the yeah see you didn't notice that ours is a church now yours no. is still a school I I did notice it was a church and it's just wasting away and it could be so beneficial to this community for all the space and the fact that the doors you know what was cool about Goodyear School the mm-hmm. doors are on the outside east side everything's on the inside mm-hmm. but the doors are on the outside it's pretty cool yeah. Yeah, and I'd never been in, I'd never gone, because I, you know, why would I? And then I went with a friend that goes to that church, and I was like, these classrooms are huge. Like, Eastside was not, Eastside was cramped. And then it got more cramped, and they just put trailers in the back. Trailers. And they've somehow crammed a kindergarten slash PK that. there. That was not a thing. Why is you hardly just rotting away? Do you know? I don't know. It that needs was a, to be something. That was God. a beautiful school. It was our kindergarten. I swear to God, I, every, if you just mention you, Harley, I can smell the hallway. <sighs> it was a beautiful school. The floors, like I was a baby and I remember this. The, I mean, yes, we were little, but it just was like it was really high ceiling, like a, your typical old, yeah. what the high school was. No, the U Harley was great. They had to get us out of there because it's filled with asbestos i mean i don't don't know it's just it's so sad to think it's just like yeah it's filled with asbestos and i think they said a total re a total remodel to make it actual usably usable again would be upwards of a hundred to maybe three hundred thousand i mean and this town's not going to spend that no but it's it was a really it was that's that's one fond memory i have (laughs) I also have a traumatic memory from that one. I climbed that nine-mile-high metal, all-metal slide they had, and then the teachers wouldn't let me come down until I slid down the thing. And he'd been sitting down that hot summer sun, baking all freaking day, and I had on my shorts. Mm-hmm. And not only that, I also held the sides on the way down. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was... There's another thing that's probably a whole other triggering thing, but things that kids would not survive today. Monkey bars. Uh, all of our playground equipment, all of it. Name one. Yeah. Our rusty metal swings. Uh, the merry-go-round, the seesaw, merry-go-round, slingshotted kids all over the place. <laughs> we didn't have that, but I know what you're talking. About. I mean, seriously, it did. We did. I mean, it was crazy. Jungle gym. Kids just falling. Gravity is not nice. Kids all over the place. I'm telling you, just bouncing. <laughs> and don't forget, don't forget dodgeball. Dodgeball with that big ass medicine ball that weighed like 15 pounds. Mm-hmm. No, we didn't use and that. We, we used the, for your the red one. That's what that I'm talking about. The same about. one? No, the red, the red 
the rubber ball, ball that yeah. Yeah. That, that was for, uh, what was the game you played and you just threw Four the ball squares. each? No. You got on each side Dodge of the ball. gym. Dodgeball. Maybe, I guess, yeah. yeah. I would just always get hit so I could go sit down. I hated PE. Oh, man. Not for me. Field day, I was sick. Like, not for me. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, traumatic experiences. There will be more of these coming on the future podcasts. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this one for those of you who stuck around. <laughs> We covered a lot of topics. Is it really 1.30 in the morning? Uh, no. no. <laughs> it's 12.30. We are out of here, and we will be back with another episode. We'll try to get it more structured next time. We'll uh, figure this out eventually. Maybe not. We'll see. I don't know. It's kind of fun like this. I like it. Deuces. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for this polite conversation. Catch us every Monday at 9 a.m. for new episodes. That's Eastern Time. Find us anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Y'all come back now, you hear? When this is over, don't think about it. Don't shout about it. Just say the word.